And hello, hello, hello. G'day, 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 whatever you prefer. Welcome to episode number 96 of the Average Man Podcast. Man, uh, we call this one Wash It All Away, brought in by uh, Five Finger Death Punch there. For all of you metalheads out there. Hey, um, this is, as I said, episode number 96, but it's episode number one in the van. We're in the van, the the uh, the mythical van that, that I've, I've talked about uh, over the last year or so that I wanted to get, um, obviously, to get, to get some traveling and shit in, uh, but also to use as a bit of a studio uh, to do the podcast out of so I don't have to squeeze myself into the bedroom or the kids' toy room or something like that and displace people in the house every time I want to do a podcast. So here we are in the van, so just bear with me if, you know, the, the volume, like the levels and things like that are a little bit out because, um, you know, I have not got a proper setup uh, yet. For anybody that watches the YouTube clip uh, attached to these podcasts, you'll see um, it's a bit of a ragtag operation here at the moment and I'm not, I don't know what the acoustics are going to be like in here or anything. I've got a fan going in the background and shit because I haven't got the aircon in yet. So, yeah, it's not quite there, man, but I thought it was a good time. It's, it's not stinking hot outside. I can actually get out here and sit in the van for a little bit without um, melting. Um so I thought it was a good time to get out and do the do the first episode in the van. So pretty excited about that and definitely got a lot more work to do on the van, but I'm working on it, literally been working on it this weekend. So this weekend is a long weekend, first weekend in June. Um, I have really not been doing much. So I said I, I was on the van, working on the van all day yesterday. Uh, today has been a real chilled one around the house with the kids. Saturday, I spent half the day in hospital with my, my daughter. So Heidi and, and, and Em's my missus, the wife, um, oh, the miso, the miso, as the, as the um, Eastern Staters like to say, have been in the hospital since like Wednesday. My daughter had a procedure she had to, to go through for her, uh, uh, her stomach. She's got like some like a recurring, ongoing uh, stomach constipation issue where she just she can't pass um, any yeah any 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 like uh, poos or whatever that are a little bit hard she can't pass. So basically, once a week she gets fully blocked up and then has to have a hardcore laxative. She's on a laxative every single day, and then once a week she has to have like a hardcore laxative to get the blockage out, and then she ends up having usually like an explosion accident. You know, you know. At the park or at a friend's house or at school or sometimes if we're lucky just around home. So that's sort of been a constant thing for the last three years. And, and this is the third time she's had this little washout thing. So they like stick a tube down her nose into her stomach, uh, pump bowel prep into her, uh, which is what you have before you go in for like a colonoscopy. You'd have like a litre of that and it would clear out everything that's in your bowels. So she had like three litres of that uh, three liters of that over the last um, few days and then has to sit in hospital on a drip and just just – shit everything out really for lack of better explanation um so yeah that was going on and the missus had to stay in there with her for all those days it's so boring there i feel really bad for them both um so i went in tagged out on the saturday um just for like five hours or the missus went and got her hair done um which was nice i think she got a little bit of a pamper session in uh they you know they give her cups of tea and some nibbles and an ipad to watch while she sat back and got the hair done so that was pretty cool and yeah i, I just tagged out super hungover because the boys came around Friday night uh, um, we had the fire pit going the boys came around and ended up being a bit of a like a, a, a bit of a blowout like a 130 sort of sort of deal which is a blowout for me uh, and then you yeah, hung over in the hospital the next day which was nice uh, but yeah so 
really not doing a whole lot this weekend, just chilling out. There's there's a few, there's a bit of sport on uh, this weekend. I, I'm, I've yet to watch Saturday's Melbourne Storm game. I'm going to plan on watching that this afternoon. This is now the Monday afternoon of a long weekend, so I plan on watching that one this afternoon. Um, Mayweather um, and and uh, Logan Paul fought. So Floyd Mayweather, obviously, you know, sort of one of the best boxers of all time, if not the best boxer of all time, um, fighting uh, Logan Paul, who's like a YouTube star. Uh, th- that happened this weekend. So there's these two brothers, right, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Logan Paul and what's the, other, what's the other stooge's name? Logan Paul and it'll come to me in a minute. Anyway, it'll come to me in a sec. Uh, Logan Paul and, and his brother... And they're both like YouTube stars, um, rich white American kids. Uh, they do like, yeah, just I guess they're just YouTube personalities or whatever. They're making tons of money off that. Um, so, yeah, I just realized I hadn't started recording the podcast yet. So anybody who's just tuning in now to the YouTube version, you're going to miss the first five minutes of the podcast because I'm a stooge. But anyway, the Paul brothers, Logan Paul and the other Paul, whose name I can't remember right now, um, YouTube stars, rich white boys, like sort of, you know, 6'1", 6'2", sort of big big cats, um, athletic kind of jock-looking dudes. Uh, and they've gone into boxing celebrities and, and other YouTubers, uh, you know, sort of like professionally. They're professional bouts now, or semi, semi-professionally anyway. And they're making big money doing it. And one of the, one of the brothers, Logan Paul, just fought Floyd Mayweather today, went, for, went eight rounds with him, didn't get knocked out. Um, he's a heaps bigger dude, you know. So you know, I guess it goes both ways. Much bigger guy, but he fought one of the best boxers of all time. This guy's got like uh, that was his second professional boxing fight ever, and didn't get knocked out. So I guess that's a little bit of a win for him. But the biggest win is that these dudes made like twenty mil each to fight each other in an exhibition match on Showtime, which is pretty insane. And the other Paul brother, oh, I just can't remember his name. I'm blanking on it now. Uh, the other Paul br- brother, he. Um, it's annoying me. I'm thinking about it in the back of my mind while I'm trying to keep talking. I just need to forget about it. Anyway, the other Paul brother, he fought uh, an ex-UFC fighter uh, a few weeks ago, uh, maybe a month or two ago, uh, Ben Askren. So that was a bit of a setup because, yeah, he is an ex-UFC fighter and he was a champion in the PFL and Bellator, two other um, large MMA organizations. But this dude was a wrestler, like a straight-up wrestler, never knocked anybody out, never, never was known for his striking whatsoever, had the worst, shittiest-looking hands you've ever seen. Um, but he fought this kid in a boxing match and the dude's heaps bigger than him again, and got knocked out in like the first round, which was super embarrassing for the MMA uh, community. So to make up for that, Tyron Woodley is now going to fight this other Craig, uh, this other Paul brother. Um, and Tyron Woodley, if you don't know, is the ex-UFC welterweight champion. He's a wrestler as well, but a black dude, like super explosive power, and even though he really fell off the last sort of four fights of his career, this dude can't bang, he can knock people out, he can knock you into another dimension, like, you know, full jacked black dude with like massive shoulders and that fast twitch muscle fiber, so all of us in the, in the MMA community are hoping that he smokes this cat um, and puts him in his place, which is not what happened in the Logan Paul Mayweather fight today, it just was like Mayweather moving around, making the kid miss him, miss him, miss him, miss him, then went to work in the later rounds and tagged him a bunch of times, but, you know, never really hurt the guy, so not really what you want, you want to knock these dudes out. But anyway, that's all that's really going on in the sporting world uh, this week. 
And I'm in a weird situation, like a weird sort of stage at the moment because um, I feel a little bit almost like a part-timer, like a bit of a part-time uh, worker at the moment because, you know, we've had this super busy period at work and you know, I've always worked just big hours and full-time and, uh, job anyway. But like the last few weeks, we've had a few disruptions in the in the uh, general routine. Uh, like I went down to Perth last weekend for a few days. I'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, Ems was in Marble Bar for a week, so I was starting late all those days, dropping the kids at school before I went into work. And then we had Heidi in the hospital this week, so starting late again, dropped my boy at school. Uh, and then, you know, we've had a couple of long weekends in there. I've got a first aid course tomorrow. So I've like done, in the last month, I've done... I reckon like I've only worked half of the month or something, but spread out. So it feels super like, uh, um, I'll probably work three weeks out of the month, let's be honest, but it feels like heaps less. Um, so I feel a little bit part-time at the moment, which is a weird kind of feeling for me. But um, I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it. It's it's kind of nice to have a little bit of a, a more relaxed vibe um, because, yeah, well, that the last three months, the last year and the first sort of three, four months of, of this year were super, super hectic. It was hard to have anything... Uh, except anything going except just work and work on your mind at all times. So it's nice to have a bit of a more relaxed um, uh, period uh, this year at the moment. And I'm sure it'll come to an end. There's plenty of work coming up for us, so I'll just take it while I've got it. Wow. So I just had a little break, and then I came back to hit record again and realised, this is terrible, that the last 10 minutes of the podcast weren't recording. So I've just sat here basically talking to myself um, for 10 minutes <laughs> and none of that's been recorded. So I'm going to go back over what I spoke about again. I'm going to filter out some of the stuff that probably wasn't so important and try and recover this podcast a little bit. What an amateur. See what happens when you're out of practice and you're only doing them every one or two, like sorry, every two or three weeks, which has been happening lately with all the other shit going on. I'm doing dumb shit like talking to myself for 10 minutes and not recording it. All right. Okay. Here we go. I'll try and get back into it. Find exactly what I spoke about when I didn't off my notes here and try and jump back in and salvage this thing. Oh, man. That is that is actually heartbreaking. <laughs> okay. So what, what was I going on? Where was I up to? I spoke about... I spoke about having the boys around here on, on Friday night and having a fire pit, having a few too many beers, uh, went to bed. And I say beers, I was drinking rum and some whiskey, not just beers, so let's be honest. A few too many drinks. Then I spoke about going to the hospital the next day, tagging out with, with Ems because she's been in the hospital with Heidi since like Wednesday. My daughter's got like a chronic sort of uh, stomach issue that we've been trying to get resolved. She spent a few days in there on, on a like having a stomach washout, boring as batshit. And then I went in and tagged out with them on Saturday for like five hours while my, while my missus went and got um, her hair done. So I don't need to go over all that again. And I spoke about the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather fight that was happening today, that just happened today, like an exhibition match between this YouTuber, Logan Paul, who's YouTube personality has had a couple of celebrity boxing matches, and he fought Floyd Mayweather today. You know, like the the one of the best fighters of all uh, boxers of all time, probably the best defensive boxer of all time. Um, and he didn't knock him out. The dude went eight rounds with him, so sort of a bit of a win for the the YouTuber. And 
Heat's bigger though, like heat, heat's bigger than Floyd Mayweather. It was an exhibition match anyway, so it's not a doesn't go on on Floyd's um record or anything. But this is a dude that went fifty and O as a professional boxer, and he had a I don't know if it was competitive, but he didn't knock out a, a, an unknown um, YouTube fighter that fought him. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, I went into that in far more detail the first time round, but uh, no one was listening, um, so I can probably scrap that, save myself three or four minutes. Um, and then I started talking about, or maybe I'd already spoke about that bit. Anyway, uh, I started talking about about camping season, getting this this camp this caravan up to scratch. Uh, I got a little bit of work to do on it. I was working on it yesterday on the windows. I need to put a, an aircon in it and a battery system, and then we can get this bad girl uh, on the road and get away camping before the the season eludes us. So there's that I need to get on top of as well. And then I was. Also went through having a, um, uh, a dad's and son's camping trip that I'm planning with a few different uh, a few guys uh, in the next few weeks sometime, which will be cool. Just a swag mission overnighter on the beach at Titular or uh, or Cleaverville or Cape Croydon or something along those lines. Just to pick the weather, go for an overnighter, uh, just a cruisy, easy one with the with the boys and the and the and the kids, the boys and the dads, however you want to look at it, and. Um, yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a fish, few beers around the fire. That'll be really cool, man. Because the boys are that age now—five, six, seven, around that range—that um, they just love that kind of shit. They'll froth on getting outside with the dads for for an overnighter. So we're looking at at doing that one as well. Uh, and then I was moaning about the weather for a little bit. I can probably cut that down as well. Uh, moaning about the weather just because we've had this weird rain, overcast, windy kind of weather. And we're in June now, and uh, kind of. My point was that we put up with the summers here in Headland because we get rewarded with these mint fucking winters where it's like 26, 27, 28 degrees every day, low wind, you know, beautiful sunset, sunrises, great camping weather, fishing weather, beach weather, all that kind of shit. So, yeah, moaning a little bit that we're being ripped off for that uh, that period of time a little bit at the moment, but we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be a late blowout uh, winter for us and we'll have beautiful weather later in the year than we, than we normally do. Who knows? So I went through all that. I can't believe I did this, man, 10 minutes. Just trying to recap now um, without without skipping everything but without going over it all again and without sounding like I'm reading off a laundry list, which I sort of probably am right now. Um, yeah, so I, I got to explaining why I was down in Perth. I was down in Perth because I've explained uh, on the podcast before that I'm, I'm doing my uh, diploma of building and construction at the moment, which is something I've wanted to do for many, many years and never felt it was the right time and just jumped on an opportunity this year to, to do the course before the course material expands from like uh, 19 units to 27 units. Uh, in July this year, so really this was the last chance to to jump in and do this thing before the workload gets a fair bit more intense, and I'm assuming the price goes up with that too. Nobody gives you more classroom time and more material to do, and and charges you less for it. So, assuming that goes up also, and uh, I got what's called an RPL, uh, eight RPLs, which is, is units that, that were granted. Uh, which was signed off because I was granted RPLs for recognition of prior learning. That's what that stands for. So basically things that I've already done in my career in the industry, I got uh, letters to say I'd done it and wrote a bit of a spiel about how I uh, um, how I sort of, um, 
encounter those things in my day-to-day life at work and have for a long time. So they're basically things I'm already experienced at. So I've got eight of those signed off and I've got 11 units to go. I punched through three units while I was down in Perth and tidied up one that I'd been doing externally myself, which um, I was really floundering when I was doing the external unit. Like I got through the material, but I haven't done classroom-based learning like this on this scale rather than just a one or two day course I haven't done something like this since for like 20 years man since I was at school so it's a long time um, between drinks and I have to learn how to read the material and skim through it and what they're looking for in the assessments and how far to go with it and all that kind of shit sort of on the fly without having any classroom time so Turns out I did all right because I cleaned up one of those units while I was down in Perth with the trainer and uh, finished the last assessment. So that was one unit done. And then the other three classroom classroom days I had down there, I knocked off one, two, three units, all the assignments and everything. So unsubmitted, but work's done, ready to go, uh, which is pretty cool as well. Pretty happy about that. So punch through some units. So that will be, if I get my assessments all marked uh, as passes that will be four units punched off that list of uh, 11 so so pretty happy about that man and time to get back to work this week um in the evenings because i had a bit of time off it i went around i went on about going out in perth city um with a mate of mine i haven't seen for a few years and went to dinner at the print hall there and then punched through uh, a couple of about three or four different whiskey bars um, through the city, which was really nice. Had a few different kind of um, straight straight whiskeys and a couple of cocktails and, uh, you know, whiskey cocktails, if you want to call them mixes or whatever. Some people don't feel comfortable about calling them uh, whiskey drinks cocktails. I understand that. There's a, there's a bit of uh, a stigma attached to the word cocktail. You kind of think fruity drinks, pools, umbrellas, uh, females in bikinis. But, yeah, you know, they're cocktails, whatever. But I uh, had a couple of whiskey whiskey mixes while we were out as well, which was nice, and then yeah, and, and a few straighties, and had a good night out with me mate, and then went to the the course super like hungover and buckled the next day, which was also fun. But you live and you learn, and well, I do it way too often, so I guess I'm not learning. But you live, and 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 yeah, and you live. So I reckon we're nearly up to, I reckon we're nearly up to where I was before I realised I hadn't. Uh, Hadn't been recording, so that's not too bad. I then went on to, and sorry that I'm reading this in like a, uh, in a, in, in, what's the word, past tense kind of sense, but it's just what I'm locked into now, and it's how I'm keeping track of my uh, fuck uppery and where I'm where I'm up to. So I'm going to continue reading this last little bit of my notes in the past tense. I then went on to discuss the fact that I had the worst steak sandwich of ever. That I've ever had down in the Perth pub, the IO, the Indian Ocean Hotel, which is the 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 pub that I was, um, or the Indian Ocean Indian Ocean Brewery, not hotel, that I was favouring while I was down there in Perth. And then you know I, I used to knock around that place as a kid when it was full of just Quinns Bogans and Ferrells and shit. And now to see the place completely revamped, the the boat is like a you know really whitewashed, bright, clean Pom uh, Central hangout, and the Indian Ocean which used to be a little dive bar called the Fisherman's Arms, I believe, is is now called uh, the Indian Ocean, and it's a brewery, and it's really cool. Microbrewery, good food, good beers there, but they did sell me the worst steak sandwiches that I've ever eaten. So, you know, that's that did happen. You've got to take that in consider, into consideration. Uh, but apart from that, man, had a good few feeds out. Just love going down the bar, pub there and having good fucking beer because for some reason... N- 
no pub in in Port Hedland or South Hedland can can get them wrap their mind around the fact that people like to drink like pale ales and XPAs and and, and different kind of beers on tap, um, and we want more than three beers on tap. Uh, except the the walkabout, I'll give them props. They do try and put a pretty good selection of beer on there. I only really drink one or two of them, but that's not that's personal preference. They're actually having a crack. But the Esplanade and the Yacht Club, and definitely the Heady, and even the fucking last chance which i don't go to like put some fucking decent beers on the chance probably don't need to they're fine they got their clientele it is what it is but as far as the the esplanade and the heady put an, an extra set of taps on there with another four beers and make them all like sort of pale ales and boutique beers and shit that guys actually enjoy drinking something that we can uh, yeah have a bit of a maybe like an australian style lager a fruity uh, um a fruity pale ale or, or an XPA and then just a normal pale ale and people will go mad for it and they'll be down there all the time and, and you know, <sighs> just, it, it annoys me that I don't put any effort in with that. That wasn't where that rant was supposed to go. That rant was supposed to be about the shitty steak sandwich that I had while I was down at the Indian Ocean but but somehow I, I wrapped back around to the beer selection at the pubs here in Perth. And, and one last thing I want to add about that is just that uh, why... Why can do do public toilets, especially in places like pubs or eating or venues where you're eating? Why do the toilets always a double door? Why do they open in when you're leaving the toilet? Why don't they open out? So you walk in there, you grab the handle, you pull it open. It's all good. You're going to go in there and you know do your ablutions anyway. Do what you need to do. Wash up, clean your hands, dry them off, and then when you walk out. You should be able to push those two doors open with your foot or with your shoulder rather than having to grab that disgusting stainless steel handle that some other feral's been been opening after he's not washed his hands from pissing or been doing God knows what else in that toilet or just in life in general. And then you've got to grab that handle and pull it open after that dude and go eat your chips with that hand. It's, it's not cool, man. Why can't we not just push public toilet doors open to get out? That's a little tip for you. I'm sure there's some fucking regulation about it that says they have to open inwards for some sort of access, egress sort of uh, um, point of view. But it's not good enough. We don't want to touch those handles on the way out of the toilet. Feel my pain? I'm sure you guys feel my pain. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I could be overthinking it. All good. So I reckon I'm around about back to where I was when I realised I had not been recording for 10 minutes. So I apologise anybody that is listening to this and had to sit through that weird second take rendition, but... That's where we're at. That's what happened. Um, I will just say one more thing about about learning before I move on. Um, it's so funny because, you know, primary school, high school, for a lot of us, obviously some people take advantage of that situation, learn heaps and go on to secondary or, you know, higher learning after, after um, high school and are really good students and, and, and uh, take advantage of that whole situation. But some of us, not myself, just blow it all, don't really take it seriously, um, don't appreciate the opportunity uh, the opportunity that we're given to just go to a learning facility that someone else is paying for and just learn shit all day long for years. It's friggin' awesome. So many of us now as adults would love the opportunity to do that, but we've got jobs we've got to pay for, you have to pay for the learning yourself, you don't have time, you've got to feed the kids, you've got this, you've got that. Like, it's hard to get an opportunity to just go and learn shit as an adult, um, unless you're an academic and so we, we waste that opportunity as a kid and it's so funny for me to get to this stage in life where and I've known this for for a few years now but this sort of um, active classroom learning reinforces the idea that I love 
I love to learn. And I didn't know that I that I love to learn. It's good to be learning. It's it's so funny that the person you are or were or sometimes could have been when you were younger uh, can be so, so different to the person that you are now. Even if your personality is similar and people see you and they get the same sort of vibe or feel from you that they did 15, 20 years ago, like the person I am now is so far removed from the person I was even five years ago, but especially especially the person that I was 15, 20 years ago. You think, how was that dude even in the same body as me? It's just kind of kind of weird. But you kind of, we kind of get, excuse the use of a big word here, but this one popped up when I was listening to something a couple of weeks ago and, and I love the word and it sort of, it, it, Sort of described exactly the feeling that I that I had attached to this, without me even realizing, without me knowing that I was looking for the word. We get ossified at a young age into a certain way of thinking, and what that means is that we get sort of fixed into a rigid, structured pattern of thinking and acting, and then we start to think that that is who we are at a really young age. Um, and then to get older and to realise that you're completely different to that person that you acted like or thought you were for a long period of time and other people definitely thought you were, to realise you're different to that and then to realise for me how much you love learning was so cool, man. Realise, learn how to learn is a th- is something that you need to do. Uh, you actually need to learn how to learn and then to learn that you love it um, and then how much difference uh, that can make to the person you are and the way you think and, and the way you solve problems and, and, and analyse information and everything can drastically change you so much that you just wouldn't think about – you wouldn't believe it when you were a kid that you could be such a different person when you got older. But, yeah, and it's not just learning. Like there's a few things that go with it. For me, I had to not only start accepting, accepting new information and learning how to learn again and, and – um, going hunting for knowledge but I had to change up my whole role model structure because I had these Bogan, Darrow, Quinns, Ferrell role models and that those kind of people that I thought were so so fucking cool and that was what I looked up to and really these guys were losers, Darrow's and, and you start, if you're a kid and you're looking up to people who are losers and Darrow's and you think that they're doing something awesome in life then you're going to emulate that even subconsciously and that's the kind of the, the you're going to put priority on on activities that that get you closer towards your ideal of what uh, you know a man is or whatever. So to get rid of those shitty role models and upgrade and, and use role models of people who are positive and forward thinking and and really doing well in life and and moving towards goals to to hit their version of of success that that coupled with the continuous thirst for knowledge and learning can change who you are so much and that just spins me out when I when I think about it completely different person I was when I was a kid and um yeah and, and we we look at someone that we knew from a certain period of time ago and we have this this notion of them I was going to say preconceived but it's not really preconceived we conceived it you know from interactions with them but we have this notion of who they are and we don't really know who they are, especially if it's a few years has passed in between now, now and then. Because if anybody, if you're doing anything right in life, you should be moving forward, developing, changing. So who you were five years ago should be a different person to who you are now. Hopefully, for, for, hopefully for the better. So to think that we knew, know people and 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 it is such a a weird. Uh, dynamic of being a person because we assume we know people and we assume people know us as well, even though sometimes we don't even 
fully understand who who we are. We expect other people to know who we are just from from the snippets of us that we give them, and that's just um, I don't know something I've been thinking about lately. How weird that is, and how much we can bloody change as people. And yeah, and the the mechanisms to get there and do that. Ossified. That was that word for you. Ossified into a certain way of thinking at a young age. I like that word. We'll try and slip a word of the word of the week in every now and then. Um, but yeah. Uh, that I had an analogy about that I thought about the other day about this uh, growing in life and moving forward, and, and I kind of looked at it as like um, moving through different levels, right? So imagine, so we all start right down the bottom. Well, no, we don't all start right down the bottom. We start at different levels, but most of us hope. Hopefully, if you're doing anything right, start at a lower level to where you get to later on in life, right? And this idea of levels, if I'm visualizing it for, and for the sake of a good analogy, I'm, I'm picturing it like a 2D computer screen. Like think of like early 90s, late 80s computer game. So you've got like literal levels. I don't mean levels where you pass a stage and you go to the next level that you can't see. I mean literal levels that you can see. So the screen, bottom of the screen is level one. Above that's level two, three, four, four, all the way up, and there's like a, a thick white line between each level, and you're a little character, 2D character on each of these levels, going along through the different obstacle courses, jumping up over shit, jumping on the crocodile's head, you've got to run through a fucking pipe if we're talking about Mario Brothers, whatever it is, through these different obstacle courses, and you're trying to get up to that second level, but you can't quite jump high enough, you don't have the, the your, your little character doesn't have the power yet, you don't have the, the right... You don't have enough opportunities. There's no ladders or, or anything like that around where you could easily climb up to that second level. So you've got to just work hard, work hard through all the obstacles. And then finally, you get a few little small window openings here and there and you have to be positioned right and be looking at and taking notice at the right time to take uh, advantage of those little situations and jump up to the next level. And I think a lot of us get to that second level, sort of mid to early adulthood, where we, we break away from who we were as, as teenagers and start becoming our own people. You're on level two, and there's a few more obstacles, but also a few more opportunities. So if you're smart and you surrender and, and and you do the right things and you got your eyes on the right opportunities when they pop up, there's more opportunities to jump up to that third level and progress yourself even more. But it's harder as well because the obstacles, oh, the obstacles are harder. But all, and I also think that second level is like the hardest one where you're not on that shitty first level you were when you were like a teenager early early adulthood you got through that one because all you had to do was kind of focus and, and do the right things and 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 put yourself in the right positions and you popped up but then you start getting to that the next level and the competition's harder um the opportunities are there but they're they're harder to pull off and we get to this stage where it's 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 hard to jump from that second level or so we're on the th- yeah from the second level onto that third level there's so many sort of crabs in the bucket and, and other people jumping through those those openings, those opportunity holes when they when they pop up, um, that it can be a little harder and they're a little bit harder to spot than they are on the bottom level. But I kind of feel like looking at a lot of people that I know and have used as mentors and followed their journeys and things like that in in my life and around me and and, and whatnot, that getting from the second to the third level is so much harder. But when you get there, you start getting a little bit of money and momentum behind you and a few like contacts, people that you've made around you surround yourself with the right kind of people that you start going through that little journey and it starts getting so much easier to, to pop up to the next 
the next level once you get the momentum on you. And I've seen that with guys, again, who in the creative fields especially, where they're just slugging away, slugging away, slugging away. You know, they get to that second level where they actually realise what they want to do in life and they start trying to start making the right moves to go in that direction. You get a little bit of momentum, but to get from that one level to the next where things start opening up for you and you're actually doing what you want to do and, and perhaps making a living from it, from the from the level of just doing what you don't want to do but it's a hobby and you're still working a full-time job that you're tied to, to get that next level where you pop up and you're actually doing what you want to do and getting paid for it and then you're spending 80%, 90% of your time on your passion in life and it's making you money and you're putting all your energy and your soul into it and then it opens up so many more doors and so many more opportunities for you. Um, and I just feel like to get to that level where you're doing that, you're doing what you love for a living and putting all your energy into it, that is such a hard level to get to. But it seems to me like if you can get there and you can, can you know, you can fully commit yourself to the thing it is that you love and what you want to do, you can make – doors start to open for you. Can you really – if you've got the work ethic um, and you keep improving, you can really you can really start taking the ball and running with it. So – I feel maybe my little computer TV screen analogy had a, a limit to it that I pushed and then I just ran off with it in a more literal sense. But I don't know, that was – see, what I do is I drive around and walk around and when I'm at work and cruise around and you know, taking the dogs for a walk or going for a run or at the gym or whatever it is. My normal day-to-day life, I, I think about shit in the back of my head when I'm not 100% engaged in a task mentally and then – Oh, a little thought pops up, and I just quickly get my phone out and jot it down as, a, as something they want to speak about later. And then I write a few notes down before the podcast starts, and I kind of, um, I kind of put things into a bit of a, a bit of a format of, of how I want to talk about them. I just and I just leave it as notes, so I'm not reading off a script, just something to jot my memory. So that came up on the page, and I remember thinking that a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, when it popped into my head, and it's like the analogy, yeah, really made a lot of sense to me. Just how hard it is to, how easy it is to focus and get out of that first stage in life where you pop up to the second level and you and you you sort of start heading in the right direction and, and then to like I said make what you want to do your dreams and your hopes to make that something that you actually do and, and are being paid for so it becomes your main source of of making a living to do that to get to that level so much harder but um, I feel like that's really where it's at and then you can start really work, working towards um, yeah your dreams and pulling off what you want to do in this life rather than just surviving and getting by and success obviously means something different to everybody. Um, to me, money is just a, a means to freedom. That's all that money means to me is, is freedom. So when you have enough money that you don't have to worry about any of your bills and, and, and really the cost of normal things in, in day-to-day life, when you can worry, when you not worry about money and you have the opportunity to not be tied down to a desk job or a specific location job, 24-7 and you can travel the world and you can go and do things, interesting th- things and have valuable family time and valuable uh, recreation time, when you can do those things because you've got the money behind you, that's what money's for, it allow you to do those things in life, um, not money for the sake of having money. So for me, success is, is getting to a point where I have enough money where I can do those things, have more freedom in my life to do the things I actually want to do with my life and spend more quality time with my family. Um, to do that and to be continually learning and growing and challenging yourself, to me, that all bundled in together is is my uh, definition of success and what I'm striving for in my life. So, yeah, I've always thought about that and uh, I think it was just while I'm here rambling a little bit, it was time to pop that one in there and, and um, yeah, get it out in the airwaves. Look, so, yeah, 
Um, being that well, I've done 36 minutes on record now, I'm looking at the fine. I've done about 50 minutes, so about about 55 minutes. So being that um, I have actually done a 55 minute podcast, uh, but you guys have only got 36 minutes of it because I cooked it and bugged up the middle. Then I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it a day. Uh, hopefully this pieces together all right. Even though I realise I buggered it up in the middle there, hope it pieces together today. And, and um, yeah, hope someone gets a little bit of motivation or th- or, or um, sparks a bit of a thought in somebody to go down a bit of a rabbit hole in their own brain and think about what you know, learning and success and 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 um, advan- taking advantage of opportunity and all that sort of stuff means to them. Because I love getting people thinking and talking and the 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 possibility that that someone could hear some something that I'm talking about and be inspired by it and do something cool. With their life, that that kind of shit, um, I froth off that. I absolutely love that. So um, hopefully people get something positive out of these podcasts when they listen to them, even if it's just laughing at me being a fucking dickhead. That's cool. I'm happy with that as well. Anyway, Average Man Podcast episode number 96. What was the name of it? Throw It All Away? I can't remember because I don't have the song name in front of me. That's why you write the song name, the, 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 the name of the episode down on your notes so you don't forget it. Anyway, whatever whatever it was called, episode number 96, Average Man Podcast, over and out. I'll speak to you all soon, hopefully next week. See ya. Bye.